Okay, uh, here we are for... This is 14? Is it? Probably, yes. Yeah, 14. 14. I, I, don't, I don't know why I always give the number. It, it doesn't help anyone. I, I When I do, when I put the stuff together, it says it right there. I don't need to announce it. Like, they can count too. Anyway. I don't uh, know, maybe somebody can read, Manzo. Don't discriminate. Well, if you can't read how you get here in the first place, like, we're primarily a, you know, text based website. <laughs> <That's> wow. <funny. laughs> For everyone illiterate, thank you for joining. <laughs> so, uh, uh, this week uh, we got Nexus. Hello. Yeah, and we got Sis. Hi. And uh, the crow boy is uh, out with a fever, I think. I don't know, he, he's not responding. He hates us. No quacking. No quacking for once until you fucking mentioned it. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> so, we got a... Uh, yeah, uh, probably interesting, maybe a controversial topic again, because those are always fun. Get some people talking. Um, essentially, what I wanted to go over is, do you think that J-Rock has been around long enough for there to be albums that are considered classics in the sense that like Metallica has the Black Album, or maybe that's ACDC, or maybe I'm wrong because I'm not really good with Western music. But, you know, there's bands like ACDC, there's bands like Metallica, there's bands like Black Sabbath, and they all have certain albums in their discography that people would claim are classics. Like, oh yeah, man, that album was great, it was really defining for the genre and the band. So in any way do you think that Japanese bands might have that? And uh, I'll go on ahead and I'll throw it over to Sizz to start it out. Uh, do you think that classics exist in J-Rock yet? Oh yeah, definitely. We're we're at that time, at that point in the scene, J Rock, Visual K, whatever one you want to pick from, that you know, are coming becoming ten years old. That Try just 40. yeah, some some that we just remember over time. Obviously, from when when we were born, we're not that old. I don't think. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. So says <laughs> ten years old confirmed. Sis. <laughs> but yeah. Since this asked about albums goes on a tangent about how old he is. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean classic yeah, classic is something that people remember for years to come. I you know, and obviously debatable because we have our own classics and people have their own classics, but there are I think overall classics that everybody can a majority of people can agree on, so yeah. Now I'm expecting everybody disagreeing with you in the comments. Everybody's just like, yeah, there's no fucking such thing as a J-Rock classic. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can agree with that because the way you framed it is like to different people, they have different classics in a sense. So yeah. like for me, my choice, honestly, if I had to pick like one album that I consider a classic for J-Rock, and the reason is because of the impact it kind of had for me, and I feel like a lot of other people, is probably Ouroboros by Dior. Uh, I totally knew you were going to say yeah, that. Yeah, because I, it came out at a certain time, they were doing certain things, they were touring all over the place. Uh, it, yeah. it was really defining for J-Rock. I feel like a lot of people got into them around that time. I mean, I, I remember shortly after it, uh, or no, that had to be before, because Dozing Green was on there, I believe. It got, like, the fans voted it number one on uh, yeah. MTV's music video really? countdown or whatever. Yeah, so, like, there there was definitely a massive surge in their, in their fan base at that time. So I feel 
a lot of people, even if maybe they don't even listen to it anymore, if they've moved on to K-pop or whatever the new big thing is, I feel like they may have a place in their heart for that album. Boris was like my second or third J-Rock album, which is mm-hmm. so weird to say because I did not like that album at first, but it grew it grew on me. I just carried on listening to it. I think other people would, I don't know about you, Mazo, but I feel like other people would say like Mark, the two, maybe three of the albums before it, like Withering to whatever, I can't remember. <laughs> um, Withering to Death? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was going to say Withering to Dust, but no. <laughs> Withering to Death, um, Vulgar, one of those three, al- three albums, I can't remember that one. But um, yeah, I would say Ouroboros is, yeah, a classic as well. Um, yeah. Is there any other album you consider, or is it just Ouroboros? For me, specifically? Yeah. Um, fuck. I only really <laughs> thought about Dear on Grey during the whole thing, but... Um... I think uh, Stacked Rubbish by Gazette yeah. is something yeah. that just about any Gazette fan or anybody who knows the Gazette could be like, yeah, there's some songs off of there for sure that really got some people hooked on Gazette. Is that the one that has filled in the beauty? You better believe yeah. that's the one with filled in the beauty. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and that, that's valid because they still play that at every fucking yeah. show ever. Oh, that song, that song is like, it's so... I don't want to say it's catchy, but it, it it is. It's really easy to get into. I have friends to this day who, you know, hung out with me a lot at the time, but not as much now, who still, like, if we're hanging out and I put that song on, they're like, oh, the evil side. <laughs> Sing the whole <laughs> opening. <laughs> if, if, if there are songs that will get you into bands, it's definitely Full Fun of Beauty, which will get you into the Gazette. I don't know. I uh, up to this day, I don't actually like that song. That's fine, but I feel like the majority of fan- Gazette fans have gotten into it. Well, next, since we we're... still haven't gotten anything from you, though. Yeah, like, I was just about to say that when we were talking Gazette, I was thinking earlier that as a classic, I would want to list Dogma as, like, Dogma's sort so of an era starter, but I have, in the end, I have concluded that uh, probably the album is still too young to make a conclusive opinion. Yeah, it's not a classic or not, but I feel hard. like it's gonna be if we give it enough time. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. And it's hard to gauge when an album, how many years an album has to exist before it becomes a classic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's um, already quite old, it's like four years old. <laughs> what? Yeah. Weird, man. Yeah, it came in like 2015. Damn. I think. Bullshit! I'm calling shenanigans right now. I'm gonna get on the Google machine. Give me a second. I'm, I'm already Googling that, dude. Ah, 2015, I was right. Holy hell! I, I still remember going to that show like it was last month. Damn. Okay, so one observation about Dogma that we have made is that it is older than you think. No kidding. That's better older than younger, right? Mm, probably, yeah. That was a sex joke, everyone. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I, my uh, your affinity for lollies kind of goes over my head sometimes. All right. Nobody said I'm in the lollies except you. Ah, D- meaning she's the only one that said it, not that she's the only lolly I'm in. <laughs> you know, you get it. Is that any- Jesus Christ? <laughs> you get it. Works. I'm gonna I'm gonna text you a winky face later, and you're gonna be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think, dude, Gag's making enough sex jokes. Please don't jump onto that. Okay, I'll stay off that bandwagon. Cool. I mean, I've written down a list of what I think may be considered classics. Go for it. 
But okay, so I'm gonna start with um, Uberworld, Timeless. That was their first album, and it's to me is their like one of their best albums ever. But I feel like people when people remember Time Uberworld, they go D Techno Life, you know, and they'll because remember Bleach, that. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's it. I actually have stacked rubbish on here as well by the Gazette because I feel like that was um yeah iconic. Um, Lynch Shadows. I don't know if that's debatable or not, but that's like. That's one how I got into Lynch, and I think that's how other people might have gotten into them. I guess, I guess, if you're like naming the classic album for a particular bands, that's valid. But it might be debatable as overall in general because it's course, debatable yeah. how big Lynch are, you know. Of course, yeah. Well, I think it's it's um, inter- got- interesting. Interesting point Sis brought in where it's like the album that got him into the band because. It isn't necessarily like genre defining, but more than likely, Sis isn't the only one who got in on that album. There's probably a reason yeah. that one stood out to, to him to begin with. Like with uh, Overworld, he said because Bleach. I feel like any songs, even though there's people out there who are like, ah, no, 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 no. I feel like they really get a lot of people into the genre, regardless. I mean, like I said, Lark on Seal. Uh, for me, it was because of Roroni Kenshin. I was already watching Full Metal at the time. Also, had no idea Ready Steady Go was the same band. <laughs> oh wow! That's, and, and I oh, think... that's that's like an interesting point to loop it back to Gazette because around like 2012, I noticed that there was a surge of like otaku's incoming mm-hmm. into into J-Rock, and that's because Gazette did the opening for the second season of Kuroshitsuji. Yeah, everybody likes watching a little show and, to get touched. Yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> and I mean, everybody that was thirsty for Shota's and Demons suddenly was into J-Rock because Gazette. Um, yeah, and then I think Guru Gamesh music was definitely... Oh, music, can... definitely, man, for sure. Yeah, I, can... I can't believe I forgot that one. Like, I mean, but it also was like, every when I was getting into J-Rock, everybody was talking about it, and I was like, I understand why people are talking about it, you know? So that's it. Um, Despers Ray, either Mirror oh, yeah. or Cole Set. I'm not quite sure what the, the, the status quo is on that, but I would say Cole Set. I, th- I mm. think Cole Set is too old. I would go for one of the middle ones. Too old? It's kind of how it's become classic. <laughs> it's like people are like, oh, no, Beethoven's too new school to be a classical <laughs> artist. <laughs> okay, you're right. Fine, Cole Set it is. <laughs> um... Mark, because I, I guess, I, sorry, sorry for to jump into it, but I guess yeah. if I'm thinking about it more, I guess it makes sense because it's like their breakthrough album and it kind of halves their overall stuff, all of it, like everything before call set is something completely different than everything after call set, so that makes sense. You know, I gotta admit, I don't really listen to them, but I know that item, album title, like it was around, that's for sure. If you, okay. the, the, stamp, you, the stamp of classiness, Mazo knows about it. If you know the album title, I think it it says something that speaks volumes in itself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I put Mok Kuchiki no To on it. Um, obviously, X Japan. I can't really go through this list without having X Japan, Blue Blood, you know, the thing, the kind of pioneers of it. Alice Nine, Alpha, Vandalize, mm-hmm. one of those two. I would think, but I think I'm more alpha than vandalize. Gacked Mars? I don't know. Is that a song? I don't. 
I, I'm gonna get blasted, but I can't. I think Mars might be a single. I'm not sure. One of Gak's albums, I f- I feel like would be definitely like, definitely the more older ones. Um, I feel like Vanilla got it's, more it's an album. It's an album. Else. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I was I was pretty sure that Gak was gonna have to be on there, but I couldn't like decide about an album. Mars doesn't seem like that bad a choice actually. There's vanilla on it, and it's like oh, vanilla's on Mars. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then Nightmare of a World Ruler, which is that album that basically I think got them wide audience really from um Death Note. Mm. But obviously, I've only said album so far. There's obviously singles as well because they they released singles before they released the album. But um, yeah, these are just albums that I've I've picked out. It would be interesting to know what the other viewers would consider I a just... classic. I just realized that there is one we are completely missing. And that is, I realized it literally now, that is Mervais by Malice Miser. From I, knew, I knew you were going to throw some yeah, I knew, yeah. It's literally genre-defining, and I only realized now, because it's literally like... Because I didn't know, like, I don't know, you obviously know a lot more, so I was like, okay. Cool. So yeah, I, I I agree. One of the albums by <laughs> like it would either have to be like memoir from I think ninety four that like kind of kicked off the um, Aristo visual K thing as a whole, but I think with nineteen ninety eight they kind of just you know they like shot up a lot, yeah. and for the very brief tiny period visual K was suddenly mainstream for a little while. Yeah, I, I remember the effects of that. So yeah, that, that's got to be on there. Okay, so I mean, I think we've compiled a list of albums that we think were kind of breakthrough and genre-defining in a sense. So I think, you know, is it fair to really call them classic, you know, in ten more years, or in fucking Dogma's case, like, five more minutes, <laughs> uh, will, will, will hey. we still be able to look at them and, you know, realize what they did at their time and still appreciate what they are today because I think that's kind of a big part of what makes an album a classic is that you can still appreciate it later on. It's still a big part of the genre and still just overall good. Even if what it did at the time is kind of old news, it's still not revolutionary but just special in modern time. I think it's a weird situation because obviously the older... The older the bands get and the more music they pump out new favorites come mm-hmm. and so favorites then change um and then people the new people who are getting into the band don't kind of realize that part of uh band's disco- discography was uh so important and so vital to their evolution so i think i think some of the classics i've named will definitely in like next few years, um, but yeah, it's I it's, I think it's a it's interesting situation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I think you know after time passes, because the way I think of it is there a lot of times if you talk to people who are really into classic metal, they can bring up bands that you've never heard of. And the thing about classic metal yeah. is you're like, well, there's like five bands, but obviously there were so many more at the time because it was a massive genre. So I'm, like, yeah. what I was wondering about was how many of these that we've mentioned are going to be like super forgotten. Like you mentioned music from most Garuga of them probably, <laughs> and I'm, it's like, is that going to get lost in time? Because look at me, I already didn't even think about it. But 
I, I'll be the first to admit that that album had a massive impact on the community, at least from my standpoint. So many people were like, uh, what was it? Evolution was a song on there? Just like that yeah. little high pitch, like, listen to it. At the beginning, I knew people who just shouted that all over the place. Like, it was normal. So, like, yeah, it's, it's, there's bands that, you know, didn't stay together, didn't continue to be huge. I wonder if they'll disappear, but we can wonder all we want, but we won't know until it's time passes. It's like think, thinking back to like 2005, 6, 7, 8, Uncafe was like, the huge. biggest thing yeah. ever it was huge like everybody was recommending yeah, that shit and literally now it's like and what <laughs> yeah. i mean i'm gonna forget there's obviously bands that we've obviously we've forgotten like ancap won't be one of them they were so vital i feel like I've, there's i feel like uh also a genre defining element is versailles but i literally intentionally left them out because i couldn't pick an album I think I I agree with you with Versailles because there was a point where they were just touring, especially like in the UK, they were just come European tours all the time, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's working." Like, oh, they must love like doing the shit they do because they keep doing it, you know. So yeah, I I agree. I don't know what album would be, but yeah, I I agree with the being iconic. Okay, so I mean, I I guess we have definitely kind of name some albums that we think are iconic to the genre for sure uh we would consider we them classics again. even now i mean we won't know for sure until you know again like 10 more years probably yeah. when the genre is old and enough of course since some of us to be since telling our, our kids podcast when i was is... your age i was listening to this like <laughs> <laughs> and your kid's gonna be like what the fuck dad <laughs> dad very interesting to see what albums are released in the, lo- in the next five or four years that will become classics in the yeah. next few years. Yeah, definitely. I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping the insulated world gets up there, but um, no. I, 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 I could see it happening, but at the same time, I don't believe it will because yeah, I, I'm, it's I, so... that's why I said I'm hoping, but I don't really, really see it happening. We'll see. Every, everything is just so oddly experimental with them right now. Yeah. I love it, but that doesn't mean that it, it really it does depends, much for the kinda, genre. Yeah, it kind of depends where it goes from there. Okay, well, I mean, with that, uh, we can move on, I guess. So we agree that there are some albums out there that have had a major impact on us, and we've seen the impact around us, and kind of those bands at the same time, I think, who did put out those albums kind of have an impact themselves as well, so... Mm-hmm. Classic bands, classic albums. Definitely want to hear some other people's thoughts. Does anybody have anything else they want to throw in? To the audience, if you guys know of any bands that are super important that we totally didn't mention because we get told that like every time, <laughs> tell us. Because yeah, yeah, like yeah. I didn't even bring in Bucktick or stuff like that because I'm not yeah. familiar with the individual albums. Oh, I know. So. Bucktick is a big okay. freaking deal too. I, I, like, I like some of their songs too. We'll um, move on to the social part. Uh, so... We haven't really been asking anyone anything on Twitter too frequently lately, at least nothing interesting. So I just thought for this time, since we didn't even have the segment last time, we'd uh, look at some of Mata? the comments from what? I'm sorry for interrupting you, but <laughs> did anyone want to do quick bits? <laughs> oh, is that usually first? Yes. Okay, let's do that first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so with that, let's uh, jump into our little quick bits. Uh, I got two. Um, 
maybe a dead giveaway of, to the time we're recording this. Uh, so uh, Ragdolls just put out a video today. I still haven't seen it, so I highly recommend you guys go out and see it. If I got time, maybe I'll make a post about it so you'll all be a little more aware of it. Uh, aside from that, I know there was one more thing. I have it written down. <laughs> just to, just listen for the clicky noises. It's a it's a dead man. They mm-hmm. they announced that they're coming back for like one show in Japan. I don't know if that's going to mean anything else, but it's going to be September the 9th. Uh I think it was the Liquid Room. I can't really recall yeah, right I now. See, yeah. I think I'm I'm hoping I can show up to that honestly cuz Dead Man like they're they're definitely also another iconic band, but like so unknown at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> in a different way, yeah, in a very different way. But like, yeah, to see that live is fucking wow. <laughs> yeah, and it's on a Monday also. So if all plays out, then I should be able to show up. But who knows? Yeah. I'll have to figure that shit out when the time comes. But uh, sis, you got any uh, quick bits? Yeah, I do. Um. Former former Nocturnal Bloodlust guitarist uh, Kazuki um, is releasing a new single next month with um, his new band Nekomanju um, called Haini Narumade. Alright. Nexus, you got anything? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, first one, uh, Wataru from Rifurichi originally, not anymore, is uh, surprisingly to literally everybody back to Twitter and Instagram. So far, we have no idea what he's doing. He's kind of just hanging in there and posting pictures. So if you want to check that out, go check that out. I think it's a um, brand. I think well, it is. I think it's a brand. but cause he's, It might be. It's He's been posting like fetish accessories. Yeah, that's it. So that's probably it. We'll um, see. But it's also... Gag? <laughs> um, <Me>? No. <laughs> Anyone. <laughs> I just want to know. Masaji, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't gag it. Um, and the second Gosh. one was that Kamijo is allegedly uh, releasing some sort of new songs for his new tour, Japanese tour. So we'll see what that is about. So look forward to some potential new songs from Kamijo. That's my quick bits. All right, with that, uh, we'll jump into a bit of uh, social stuff. So uh, we're just gonna look at a. Uh, some of the comments we got from everyone for last month's post, uh, because we haven't been like crazy active on Twitter the way Gact is. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I specifically have the YouTube page pulled up cause that's kind of where I, uh, hang around like a little creeper and try and respond to as many people as I can, but sometimes I get busy. So why not respond to some of the people I didn't respond to here and get some of your guys' input? Um, one of the ones that I thought was interesting was Takeo S. Uh, he says some Japanese bands don't realize their popularity outside of Japan, like Kizu, Devaloof, and Dimlim. They market only for hey, wait, the Japanese. Wait. Yeah. Oh, Devaloof. Where was this post coming from first? YouTube. I just mentioned that. Okay. Oh, okay. From the last, last week. Okay, cool. Let's go. Okay. Okay. I feel like, I feel like Devaloof is somewhat out of place in this comment because I feel like they do market too. Like. Do they? Honestly? Like. Everything they put out there is in Japanese. I mean, they could easily run stuff through like a terrible like Google Translator just to get us a little more informed, and like you know, market their stuff on CD Japan or something else a little bit harder. A lot of these bands really—it's interesting. Like they want to make it big outside, but they don't 
try and reach out to it. us to do it. They just yeah. expect it to happen. I feel like there's an on the internet where people think a band is popular just because a lot of people are talking about it. But in fact, it's just the same people talking about it over and over. And just not very loudly. Louder. So yeah, I agree with that, sis. Like, uh, there could be a level of same people, just louder. Did anyone else bring up any other comments, or should I just uh, move on to another one? Um, I was looking for him, but if you got one, go for it. Okay, well, Janelle, our awesome uh, intro designer for the YouTube videos, uh, she mentioned, with all the disbands, I've sort of stopped being attached to bands and ended up following the musicians more. Like, after Phantasmagoria broke up, I stuck with their guitarist June through his solo career, and Gotharaka. And watching where things go from there. And that's, that's I think that's fucking valid. Like, there's I, think so that's many... good, yeah. <laughs> I feel like in this time, well, forever, since forever, I think that's the best way to go about it, because that's what I literally do all the time, and I hate to say I don't have, like, I have favourites, but they're, they're also favourite members, and yeah, they, what, what I just love seeing the history of things, you know, how they evolve and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I follow whatnot, and I think that's a good way to go about it. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, uh, you know, looking at what the topic was, a future without big bands. Uh, I think that there is a future where it is just big players in the industry. Like uh, she mentioned following the guitarist June and likes, you know, a lot of the stuff that he does. I really like... Uh, uh, I hope I don't butcher his name, but it's spelled A-I-E, I-E, uh, from, uh, he was in Dead Man, he was yeah. in, I think he's in Kagura, um, he oh, was... Wait, I? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's from, he's, um, Kiel, Gip, Gip... Yep, Kiel. Gip, B, um... The yeah, God Dead and Dead Man. Stars. Um, the God and Dead Stars, yeah, not, not that, Kagura. That's, oh, that's okay, alright, thank yeah. you. Thank you for the correction. But yeah, pretty much anything that he's involved in, I, I think it always ends up being really good. And I definitely follow whatever project everything, I can find. Everything he fucking touches, it turns to gold. <laughs> <laughs> he should just change his name to Midas. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I think there are definitely things in that in Visual K that just everything they just touch is just like, oh my God. He's a big name. What the fuck? I need to follow his new band. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I think that's a really valid point is that it's not necessarily that maybe we won't see a huge impact when some of these bigger bands disband and there won't be a new big band, but just acts that we follow as much as we see in this industry, the, uh, as, as Zahn put it, speed dating of, you know, <laughs> band breaks up and everyone shifts to the left and now you got a new band. <laughs> it's so true though. Yeah, I got a comment if you want to hear it. Yeah, go for it. Snatch this one off Facebook by mysterious Reiko Bake, very real sounding name. It's uh, a big truth, and it is Japanese bands don't retire, they just go on hiatus for 10 years, then get back together, and then they don't do anything. Which I've seen that a lot. Yeah, admittedly, this is true. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it is, happens more often than not so a future where everyone's on hiatus for 10 years is one where we just wait and they for 10 get years. back together and <laughs> then they get back together and it it is as if they are still on hiatus because they are doing jack shit <laughs> all right we're all relatively satisfied i definitely want to hear what some other people have to say uh so go on ahead and 
you know, leave a comment, Facebook, Twitter, J-Rock News, uh, YouTube. Does Spotify have something like that? We're on Spotify. NBT loves yeah. when I tell you guys we're on Spotify. So we are on Spotify. <laughs> so but if you are not already listening to us on Spotify right now, go do that. You can. I'm not saying you have to, but you can listen to us on If you want to, you can. Spotify. J-Rock News is on Spotify. Okay. Not sponsored by Spotify. <laughs> we're not sponsored. Definitely not. I know it sounds like we are, but we're not. Trust me. <laughs> All right. Well, no, let's uh, let's let's close this one up. Let's uh, let's get out of the bath, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm in. I've been your host Mazo with uh, co-host Nexus. Quack. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, somebody's got to do it. Nobody has to do it. <laughs> and we got our co-host Sis. No signature no for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us again. We'll look forward to talking with you all next time and reading out your comments in the next video, because that seems like it's pretty fun. Nobody said I'm into lollies except you.